Hi, and welcome to another episode of Bullet Points. My name's Ed Smith, and I'm in a great mood because this week we are talking about Doom again. Only this time we're talking about Doom as in the latest Doom, the 2016 Doom, and arguably the better Doom. Hmm, let's see. Reed, you're my co-host. How are you doing? I feel great. I am, couldn't be more excited to talk about Doom 2016. And Patrick, my other co-host, how are you feeling about Doom 2016? I am super jazzed. Uh, let's <laughs> let's 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 do this. Let's, let's rip just and get, tear. Let's rip and tear exactly. Let's get straight into it, like the game does, where it's only uh, oh, I think it's precisely 54 seconds before you pick up a gun. That's what the uh, <laughs> that's that's what the authorities have said. Yeah. That's 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 what has been ruled. Uh, what a great product. So, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, chances are that you are familiar with this game already. It's very big. It's um, not long been out, and uh, obviously, it is of the Doom franchise. But it is not a sequel. It is a reboot. But even then, it's only sort of tangentially linked to uh, the old Doom games. Um, Brief history lesson, I suppose, on Doom. The original Doom is from 1993, commonly credited with inventing the first-person shooter, uh, whereas this Doom is developed by the same studio, ID Software, but the people who made the original Doom, the sort of four founders of Doom, have long since moved on. So this is a game that's being made uh, in their legacy as opposed to by them. Um, you play a anonymous space marine. The original anonymous space marine is worth noting. Um and you are on a base in Mars where demons from hell have arrived and you have to kill them and stop them from coming from hell anymore. Um, yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. It's Phew. riveting. Thanks. It's uh, knockout stuff. It was written by um, <laughs> Huntress uh, Hemming- Thompson. Hemingway, I think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keats wrote the original. It dude. was written by my little brother. who is <laughs> He's 14 and he loves Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and Iron Maiden. And Iron Maiden, that's right. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get into it with uh, our usual opening broad question. Reed, did you like the new Doom? I liked the new Doom an awful lot. Um, I guess it's worth saying right off, right from the jump here, that I think all three of us wrote reviews of this. So We did. Uh, I'll link those in the show notes if you want formal formal well thought out not just kind of blurting out talking about as doom a, yeah as opposed to what we're doing here which yeah, is not this, well thought out at all no this is just whatever you know whatever butterfly flits past my vision i'll talk about um yeah the question yeah i like doom i like doom 2016 yeah do you like it as much as doom 1993 well i think yeah i like it as much as it um yeah, I know you said Cause, you, you like it more. I think it's uh, that's tough. It's tough to figure out how to say what you well, like it's, more. It's very important that we put them in direct competition, obviously, <laughs> because <laughs> people can only ever play one, and they need to know which one to play. Um, Basically, what we're doing here today is we're deciding which which of the dooms is going to be forever eradicated from history. <laughs> yeah, precisely, precisely. Uh, there, there is room for only one Doom. Well, I like the graphics of this one better. So let's on, on the yeah, man, on, the on graphics, graphics on my 19, 
the 1993 man that's so lazy I mean god it's not even 1080p crikey yeah, it's, it's garbage <sighs> Steve Irwin. yesterday's yesterday's video game god um, um, Patrick what did you think of Doom 2016 um, I think it's fantastic there are as we will discuss some things that I do not like about it um, however none of those things are mission critical um, and I think in spite of those little things that you can look past um, it does everything that a Doom game should do which is was a huge surprise for me I went into this expecting it to be if not a failure like Doom 3 at least a letdown um, mm. and it was exactly the opposite of that it was a let up. A, 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 a put up yeah a put up yeah that's even yeah that's better um, yeah, I thought it was a pull-up as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was I was looking forward to it anyway. I thought that they'd do a good job on it because... Um, well, you played the beta, right? I did. I played the multiplayer beta, and I was also partially aware that some of the people who've worked on Wolfenstein The New Order were going to be doing some work on it. Um, if you look at the credits of Doom 2016, there's a few people from Machine Games... Hmm. who did Wolfenstein, who um, did some kind of helping out on this new Doom, and that, that shows. Uh, it's got the same composer, um, it's on the same engine, or maybe, a, is it like the next version uh, of the engine? Uh, it's id Tech 6, I don't know what they used in the new I, order, but... I, I don't know if that was 5, uh, anyway, whatever. Yeah, it's a similar sort of engine. Um, so all that stuff gave me high hopes, and yeah, I... Each one of those was was met and then exceeded. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, um, it is ridiculous that question of you know which one's better. But I I personally prefer playing this one. Although See, I'm pretty... I I don't think it's a ridiculous question, and I'm it's going to be my turn today to take the really simple question and overcomplicate it. Um, <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the equivocal thing and say I don't really think you can compare them directly. Um, mm. No game will ever touch the original Doom in terms of just sheer magnitude of impact. Mm. Um, like, I don't think in 20 years people are going to be looking at Doom 2016 as a, a guidepost for game design conventions. Um, mm. But I do think that the overall package, the, the product, if you will, <laughs> is uh, much better i guess would be a word to use mm -hmm. here yeah you're absolutely right patrick it is a bigger and better package <clears throat> <laughs> oh god so that just we're, happened we're at least i'm the youngest person here and i'm 26 <laughs> and i'm giggling at package jokes yeah it's a great big package it's a big bulging undulating veiny package um, <laughs> And I was I was more than happy to, to, to grab hold of it and, and just just take it in, you know. Oh, um, Jesus, Reed. Yeah. Without giving us any more shitty cock jokes, what do you think of uh, Doom 2016 in regards, uh, in comparison to rather uh, the original Doom? Well, it's like when Patrick says that, uh, like you can't compare sort of the the magnitude of it. I think one thing that's interesting is that this game, you know, I didn't play Doom right when it came out as a little baby boy. Um, 
So I can't really speak to what it would have been like to play that for the first time. But this game has, um, I think it has a directness and a confidence and a kind of honest love of what it's doing that Mm. you can see in the original Doom. Um, That makes it, I think the reason that a lot of people are really excited about this game, it's been almost, you know, kind of universally acclaimed in the less than a week that it's been out, um, is I think people are excited because it's it's very confident in what it is and it's mm. you know just sort of unabashedly in love with the idea of doom of monsters and heavy metal and shotguns and all that stuff. It is. I think that confidence is probably the thing that I admire about it the most. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about. I mean, I, I think that the line share of the discussion here will be about you know kind of combat and, and weapons and the, the sort of core sort of systems design and moment-to-moment stuff in Doom but one of the things that I admire about it greatly is that um, it didn't ever do this kind of like winking, nudging, hey games are crazy, we're like that old crazy game you used to play, sort of video game humour. I mean we've talked on the show before about Bulletstorm and I've played games like Serious Sam um, Painkiller, Matt Hazard, which was like a, a not very good game, but um, there's just a lot of, I Duke Nukem as well actually, especially. Um, there's a lot of that, oh, aren't, aren't we having such fun, like in Saints Row, isn't this crazy and fun and bloody? Uh, and Doom plays everything very straight-faced. It's not kind of disguising a, a sort of lack of confidence behind all these little in-jokes and sort of nods to the player. I mean, they are there, but it's not Yeah. sort of, it's, it's not blatant and it's not sort of insecure ever I was pretty worried that that's the path it was going to go down when you in the, the first half hour or so of the game when you Same. you start it and it has the I think the first you know it's a voiceover of some demonic voice saying that you know you are the doom guy and you know you're going to rip and tear everything which is yeah. you know a nod to that comic right um, mm-hmm. and then you you know very soon after find a little figurine that plays the original doom thing which at first mm-hmm. i was just thinking oh no like this is just going to be it's going to be what it is and even if it's good it's going to be winking at you the whole time and saying like yeah the original doom's cool and i was like yeah, yeah i already know that you don't need to tell me but thankfully it's it's it looks back but it doesn't do it to the detriment of what it's trying to do that is yeah that's exactly it it um it acknowledges its its pedigree without leaning on it, mm-hmm. um, which is a really hard balance to strike. And I think we've seen a lot of games fail at that tremendously. Um, Duke Nukem is the obvious one. Um, I can't think of any more right now. But yeah, um, it's you can play Doom 2016 and get just as much out of it if you had not played Doom 93 or were not yeah. aware of it. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. That is the the most important thing about it, I think. Um, that you could you could review that game without mentioning the old Doom. You can play it without any prior knowledge of Doom. And it, it still works and it's still just... I think that the other thing that they could have fallen into, and this this is definitely something that Bulletstorm did, um, especially in its marketing, Doom 2016 is is very different from 
what we've come to expect over the last 10 years from first person shooters in as much as it's not set in a, in a war uh, it's not even set on earth um, you know it doesn't have reloading it doesn't have recharging health it doesn't have a sort of insistence on cover uh, it's not got a very sort of serious or, or turgid story that it's trying to tell uh, and it would have been easy I think for Doom to be a bit kind of snide and a bit smug and a bit kind of um, you know, making little jokes at the expense of other shooting games, which is something that Bulletstorm did, and it, it doesn't do that. It's it's just very earnestly trying to be different and better than everything else that's available. It yeah, it doesn't it it doesn't have an inflated opinion of itself. It just, not at all. It it just dis <clears throat> it disregards other genre entries. It's not even that it thinks it's better. It just doesn't care that they're there. Yeah. Um, Doom is gonna do what Doom is gonna do, and you know fuck anybody who has a problem with that basically it disregards other FPSs I think of the moment um, but I, I guess what would be an interesting question I'll, I'll go to Patrick first actually is how much do you think it disregards or doesn't disregard the original Doom I mean we've talked about how it the, the references and whatever maybe aren't there but in terms of mechanically and sort of in terms of presentation I, I think that this is a perfect example of what Doom 1993 would have been if it were made today. Um, because I think it adheres very faithfully to the sense of... In fact, my review centers almost entirely around the fact that it adheres very faithfully to the the design conventions in terms of not necessarily like mechanics and guns and sounds and stuff, but just how it feels to play. The emphasis on kinetics and on moving and on, mm-hmm. you know... Doom is a game about moving through fantastical spaces. Um, the the shooting is there, and it's um, the major part of it. But it's not that's not the point of the game. It's not a ludically challenging game. Um, it's you had mentioned on our last episode that it's it's very much an experience, and um, this game does that because uh, it. I'm losing my train of thought. Um, <laughs> This game maintains that same sort of, we are here to make you feel good about playing this game, um, to elicit feelings in you. Um, we don't really, we don't want to challenge you with weird, like, crazy enemy design or confusing levels or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's subtle, but I think in its subtlety, it it is a strength. Um, one of the biggest things I notice that I was really impressed at is that they don't give you the regenerating health bar, um, which has basically kind of become a standard fixture of shooters since basically 2007 or so. Um, yeah. But again, the little the little touches like that, there's no regenerating health, there aren't any ammunition magazines, your, your guns have bottomless clips until you just run out of ammo. And those little things are they seem like small design choices but they are actually what they do is they enable you to play the game as it's meant to be played it it enables you to maintain that constant motion which is huge mm-hmm. and it's interesting too because i think in some of the throwback shooters um like ones like serious sam or hard reset or um you know some other ones where they consciously go back and they say um you know, you don't have regenerating health. You have to pick up armor and and so forth and so on. It you can you play those games and you understand why it's better to like why everyone started developing games with regenerating health and and so forth because you know pickups and everything can be a tremendous pain in the ass. Uh, but this one does it and it says 
it it does it very intentionally. It doesn't just say we don't have regenerating health because that's something new. It doesn't do it because it you know introduces that new system where you have to uh, you can pick up health, but when you're in the middle of a firefight, the best thing to do is to run up to an enemy that's been staggered and you click in a button and you rip them apart and health flies out of them. Um, mm -hmm. So it 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 forces you to engage with these systems that it's come up with that are going to make the combat feel a certain way and have a certain pace. And mm -hmm. so it's not just you know it's not just lip service to old styles of shooters. It's it's saying we don't have these systems because they don't make sense for how we want the combat to flow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think that the difference between how this new Doom uses pickups as opposed to maybe uh, the old Doom or, or games similar to that is <clears throat> a lot of Doom 2016's big shootouts happen in an enclosed space. You know, the doors lock behind you and you've got this huge room and you have this maybe five minute gunfight with, you know, monsters that spawn in the room. And all the pickups that you need are sprinkled around that room. So you're not kind of traipsing back and forth through an entire level looking for pickups mm -hmm. you just have to move very very quickly around this one arena to pick things up and then once that gunfight is done you probably never go back there again um so you, you're collecting pickups kind of in these intense moments rather than traipsing throughout an entire level looking for them um well and they make you make these really and i think part of what makes doom doom is having to think really quickly about what gun to use, you know, which monsters to kill in which order when there are a whole bunch of different ones in the room with you. Um, mm. and, and this thing where you're, like you're saying, Ed, where you're in a small space and you kind of know how many pickups are in there, hopefully, um, and you have to make the decision at certain points when your health is getting low, whether to run over and try to find something or to just kind of like suicide jump into the middle of the monsters and hope that you can rip some stuff out of them. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting the way that works. I think that I think that pickups, especially done this way, they they do invite um, a sort of multifaceted approach to to gunfights. When you've got recharging health, your only option is to hide and wait. Right. Um, with the pickups, you know you can either run out there and try and look for something, or as Reed just mentioned, you can charge an enemy and try and quite literally rip stuff out of them. Um, you know, there's there's a lot more I think that you can open up and do with pickups I I don't know if I'd sort of wholesale say I prefer health pickups because I think in some games the recharging stuff actually works quite well but certainly here uh, I think that it's very conducive to what they're trying to do yeah I mean I have no conceptual problem with regenerating health I don't think it's bad I think it's better suited to some games than others um, regenerating health is a it's a concession it's a way to make games more accessible to people because now all of a sudden there isn't this hard ceiling that if you can't get past you just can't get past mm. um but i think in doom 2016 specifically foregoing that has a important sort of characterizing element to it as well because there would be a weird incongruity if you are this badass space marine who spends a third of his time hiding behind walls and corners. Mm -hmm. um, it makes sense for this character that you're playing, even when he's all roughed up and, and bloody and whatnot, to just charge headlong into a group of demons. That's, I mean, that's what Doom Guy does, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, exactly. I think, it, like Patrick was saying, like, there's nothing wrong, I think, with health pickups or regenerating health. I don't think one is better than the other, but it's it's about understanding what you want your game to feel like and what kind of... how you want the combat to function. And, you know, mm. in this game, if you had regenerating health, it it would be way less enjoyable to, uh, to play. I, um... I think the same about the uh, the reloading thing. Um, I think that taking away the reloading aspect in this, it's not just a homage to you know old Doom. Uh, I think it's like Patrick said earlier on. It's fundamental. I mean, it, it, this is a game that is very much about movement, 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 movement all the time. Um, not just kind of in the individual gunfights but I mean the whole game has like, this great sense of momentum the narrative is very brisk and very light um, you go through lots of different areas very very quickly and reloading I suppose is just uh, like the, the slightest kind of weight on all of that and they've they've you know snipped it out um, do you think anything's lost when you're not reloading do you think there's a certain tension goes out of the gunfights or do you think that it introduces you know, maybe like a different form of tension or a different form of feeling. No, not either of you. Not in this. I think. I think, like you're saying, if you had to reload, it's the same. It's kind of similar to uh, like the idea of regenerating health. If you had to skirt around them, reloading your gun, I don't think it would be. Uh, this game is. It's it's all about I think pushing forward. You know, yes, like, absolutely. Like it's always the point is always to be um, just kind of charging. You know, like when you're running through levels, he's moving so quickly, uh, and when you're fighting, you're just trying. They throw so many enemies at you at points that your only option is to just keep. <laughs> it sounds fucked up. Your only option is to just keep killing as much as keep you murdering. can, which is great. You know, it's like kind of a fulfill. <coughs> it's a fulfillment of what Doom was and what it can be if you have this technology to back it up and to fill the screen with all these demons and everything uh so if you had to reload or something then yeah, it wouldn't necessarily ruin the game but it wouldn't you know you'd have to hang back more and you don't want to hang back in this game doom 2016 and i guess i'm just going to assume that unless we state otherwise when we say doom we're talking about doom 2016 okay. um it does a lot of things that other sort of, quote, new or modern old-school shooters do, like Serious Sam, um, or Hard Reset or whatever, and like the non-regenerating health and the pickups and the no, the, uh, no reloading. But unlike those games that are doing it strictly for homage, Doom actually understands the purpose behind those design decisions, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, right? no, no, nothing in this game is done like just because that's the way it was done in 1993. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it, you know, successful. If it was just kind of copying what the old Doom was, I think you'd you'd say, well, that's kind of neat, but whatever. But this kind of recontextualizes things, and it 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 doesn't put something in just because it should put something in. You know, everything feels mm. like it's been designed so it all kind of, you know, coheres together as you play it. Every system has a meaning for what they want to do. I think that that is the kind of overarching 
you know, uh, evaluation of Doom. Um, the levels all flow together very well. Uh, items are all sort of lit and telegraphed, so you know where to look and what you're looking for. The extracting health items from dying enemies is a good way to kind of keep you in combat, but also you know give you decisions to make moment to moment. Um, what I'm interested in, I think, is maybe rather than talking about its its systems and minutia, is is going to this idea of. Uh, the original Doom was such a cultural landmark, not just for games, but I think generally, uh, which is something that we, we discussed in, in our previous episode about Doom specifically. Um, thinking about the sort of landscape, if you like, of current shooters or shooters of the past 10 years, um, and perhaps shooters as they could exist a few years from now, what do you think Doom says? You know, How, how is it different? What What is significant about this game. If you were to imagine um, 10 years from now you're writing a history of first person shooters, what do you think Doom has contributed? Why, why is this game different from its contemporaries? Patrick? Big qu- that's a big oh, question. That is a hard question. That's why it's I a said- hard question, but I, I, I think that, you know, as I say, that the, the talk about Doom systems is is maybe slightly one note. I think that it's it's unanimous that these are people who understand, you know, the game making very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, what I am interested in is because um, my personal opinion is that shooters have become very, very sort of rote and, and yeah. very, very similar and um, also very cowardly. I think well, that, they've, give, they've that's actually up. what I I mean that's how I would answer your question is I think it's most significant legacy is that it and it, it, it does this very publicly and very deliberately it steps away from all of these things that all the games around it are doing um, and I and that does somewhat go back to the systems but it's 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 deeper than that it's more just about making the game that you that you know, will work the best rather than well we need to have I mean it does do some of the the checkbox ticking as we'll talk about when we get into like the collectibles and the upgrades and stuff um, but none of that stuff really you can ignore it if you want to um, it doesn't really concede to modern design sensibilities and I think that as much as Doom 3 proved that a game like Doom is it's it's time has passed I think Doom 2016 has just as decidedly proven that no, we can actually still make stuff like this work. It's interesting though because if we got a lot of games like this, I think I'd cool on it very, very quickly. You know? Um, yes. Yeah. Right. And so it's strange. Like I, I don't think years from now this game will be a big landmark. I think it'll be remembered as a very good game, but it's it's just kind of a, a sock in the arm is what it feels like rather than a than a kind of pushing forward of anything. You know, it's mm. it's just kind of I think the biggest lesson you can take from this game and you know, you would hope instead of people saying maybe we should make some games with demons and no reloading is to make a game that is just like very very sure of what it's trying to do Mm. you know and that's what you want from almost any art or entertainment right is you just want something that knows what it's doing 
that isn't yeah. isn't uh, taking steps back or, or kind of waffling on what it's doing. You want it to just be bold and assertive and sure of itself. Well, I think that's absolutely right. I think that one of the things that I've um, become cautious of is games that are making a statement about games. You know, I've become quite yeah. bored of this uh, of this sort of incestuous, um, you know, who watches the Watchmen kind of work that has come out of a lot of uh, independent developers, particularly over the past few years. Hey, Ed, Ed, um, Ed, Ed, y- yo, who games the gamers? <laughs> exactly. I knew there was a reason that you were around Reed and it's it's for things like that I either just saw a big spider or I had to tell you a, a, a joke I thought of <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry um, continue <laughs> yeah uh, games have games have become a bit obsessed with themselves and um, I, I I just I always think of like Joss Whedon and Cabin in the Woods, where you know you've got this ninety-minute horror film, uh, the main joke of which is recognizing the the cliches in other you know, horror films. And I don't think there's much sort of maliciousness in it. I'm positive that you know Joss Whedon and the makers of that movie quite enjoy these kinds of horror films, but I, I find it quite boring and sort of unilluminating to just be you know have them sort of recited to me. Oh yeah, the jocks are stupid in these films. Oh yeah, the women are kind of ditzy. Um, and I think the same about a lot of video games where, you know, it's it's one thing to say, oh yeah, modern shooters are kind of boring and brown and grey, but it's something very more, in, uh, very different entirely to then do it better, you know, to, to go beyond just sort of pointing these, these flaws out. And I think that that's what Doom has, has done. Uh, it's not there to sort of point out that shooters have become X, so now we're going to do Y. It's just to do, you know, to do Y. It is, yeah, I think it's one of the first, we'll call them obnoxiously commentary games. I think it's one of the first commentary games to actually step up and put its money where its mouth is. Yeah. Um, And that, again, goes back to what we were saying earlier about how this is a game you can play and enjoy having no knowledge of either its predecessor or even its genre contemporaries. It's, It's not... It's not subversive as a means of being reflexive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's subversive because it thinks that what it's doing is just better than what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's absolutely, or it's just more interested in doing what it's, it's doing. It's, you know, it's just it's yeah, that's fair. I guess I'm I, I could be projecting well with the whole leading by example thing. Well, no, I mean I just don't think there's like an this game doesn't look at other games at all aside from Doom. I think yeah. You know, I think it's like a very right, hermetically exactly. sealed. Um, it only looks back at Doom as saying the original Doom games were awesome. You know, mm. and actually, I'm kind of curious to talk to you guys about sort of what you thought about uh, the ways it references beyond just kind of the stuff we talked about, like the uh, uh, the kind of annoying stuff at the beginning where it's just referencing Doom memes and so forth. Uh, when they when they go back and they have these hell tablets that you pick up and they tell the story of the original Doom. Mm. I'm kind of curious what you think about it, you know, putting that in there as part of its own fiction. Um, 
I wasn't particularly sort of bothered by it either way. I I actually quite liked the um, implication that you're you're playing here as the Doom guy from you know nineteen ninety three Doom. Um, I just enjoyed it as like a um, I, I don't know. It's just a I've not really got much on it. I mean, it it, it seems fine to me. I, it didn't. It, it wasn't like particularly uh, infuriating. Like, oh my god, they're getting so bogged down in lore and who gives a shit? Or you know, it wasn't like, oh god, I'm sick of all this kind of cheap appeals to the fan base, whatever sort of stuff. It was just, it was strange to be honest to be stood still listening to someone talk mm-hmm. in that game for like mm-hmm. for like thirty seconds or a minute. You know, just being read this kind of story. Um, but I didn't find it particularly irksome. Patrick? Yeah, I didn't find it a problem. I don't think it... I, I mean, aside from just, like, flavor text, I don't really think it does anything. Yeah. Um, I guess the closest analog I can think of that sort of thing is how in Halo 3 they have those terminals that you can find, and they'll give you backstory and it's just wanky lore crap that like th- you'll you'll only understand if you read all of the novels and it's just it's useless and meaningless um mm-hmm. this is not that i think it's it's there because maybe is just kind of like it's an expectation for games to have some sort of hunting huh. collectible whatever i don't know but yeah I, i'm i'm with you Ed. i i I wasn't like this is really cool, but I also wasn't put off by it. Man, I thought it was cool. I thought it was <laughs> not not so much as like it's for its references to the game specifically, but kind of the way it was written, uh, where the demons of hell have have elevated the past Doom games to it's like their mythology. And you're reading <laughs> you're reading these like kind of King's King James light kind of passages about like. You know, he strode upon the plains and, like, battled with for so-and-so, and and all the demons trembled when they heard of his name. And uh, I I think it's this great kind of inversion of, of, you know, it's like we talk about demons from our Bible, and they talk about the fucking Doom guy from, like, their demon Bible. You know, it's... Necronomicon. Well, it's just this cool effect of kind of turning these past games rather than rather than saying to the player like yeah we remember these games it's saying these games have you know in this universe have have taken on the proportions of legend like they're they're the mythology of hell now like they're uh and i think it positions your character in this really interesting way where he's this i mean you can talk a lot about how how much it kind of you know fillets the player for being the greatest greatest person alive because you're the doom guy and he's like a god um, but I think it's interesting within the universe to to make him such a powerful presence that the demons are, you know, actually kind of scared of him. Mm. Well, I think that you see, I never got the sense of in the way that I do in a lot of games of being kind of um, <laughs> flated uh, because uh, yeah, I didn't get that either. They, I don't know, I, I don't know what it is about it, but they've managed to kind of separate me from doom guy somehow because um, he's a silent protagonist and typically the silent protagonist you know you're intended to, to sort of inhabit them and feel as if they are you uh, but he was behaving in ways just when you got like little 
hints of his behavior he was behaving in ways that i found surprising so you know one of the guys who's on the sort of mars base left alive starts talking to you via a radio that's on this kind of like ipad screen and the doom guy just picks it up and throws it away because he's, he doesn't care he doesn't want to listen and when he's being told you know you've got to press xyz to turn off these computers he just like smashes them in with his boot and i think that stuff's hilarious you know, that's it's great and that's him doing it like that's yeah. not me that's him doing it and because i'm so accustomed as the silent protagonist to having to go around the room and press all these buttons and do it properly that's the kind of person that i'm expected to play in games and the can you can you imagine if they did like a you can choose between shutting off the I, reactor I, th- I thought that was coming i thought that was coming and that's why i was so sort of it was such a kind of great character moment for me because he just he did completely his own thing the doom guy just kind of acted by himself and i think that uh, yeah i didn't get the sense that i was being sort of you know well that that's by the game that's not the part of what i was saying that i think i'd want to stress because i do have kind of mixed feelings about that and you know i do think the amount of personality that they managed to give the doom guy the doom marine um without him speaking is pretty great it's pretty fantastic mm. he does feel like a character who is you but is is not quite you you know i'm i'm yeah, yeah. i will listen to someone talk to me i won't smack them in the face you know and keep yeah, running. yeah um yeah yeah so so maybe that's not fair maybe it's more that they kind of elevate the player of the original dooms you know <laughs> but again then ed would probably have a rejoinder to that saying that that guy had a character too See, he did. I, he he's, did. He's a silent protagonist. I, I think that's actually kind of a misnomer because a silent protagonist implies that this person is meant to be a proper character and just doesn't speak. Like Gordon Freeman is a silent protagonist, but you're supposed to but identify he's, with him. He's yeah, he's, he's a literary that. character. Yeah, he's he yeah, he's an empty suit. And in Doom, you are also an empty suit, and they know that um, who you are or what you. <laughs> what your where what your backstory is or whether or not you have a phd in theoretical physics from mit like that's irrelevant um you are literally but by you in this instance i mean the doom guy is literally just a a vessel for carrying big guns um Mm. and they know that yeah see i i i disagree with that i think that the doom guy in the original doom and in this one has got a discernible personality Oh, he definitely does, but I I don't yeah. think that it's meant to. He's I don't think he's meant to be like a Nathan Drake, or, oh god no, or like a, a character that you kind of know and get to love or get he's, to know and love. He's got a personality that is designed completely around what he does. Well, yeah, he's you know. he's like an attitude, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he, oh, sorry. His his personality is how you're supposed to be feeling when you play Doom. Exactly. Like in the original ones when his character portrait when he, you know, gets a little he gets excited, he makes that like kinda uh like grin. Yeah, it's this weird the, the grimace. Yeah, it's a weird like kinda evil grin when it's mischievous yeah. when he picks up a new gun and you know, because yeah. that's how you feel too. Uh yeah. that article Ed you wrote about that gets into that really well. I should link that too. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but it is interesting because in you know, I think the two kind of seminal uh, id shooters, you know, you get BJ Blazkowicz in, in Wolfenstein and you have the Doom guy in Doom, and both of them have enough of something that when you make these modern games 
um, that kind of feel the expectation of doing something with these characters, there is some the the player if they've played those old games kind of knows what to expect of who this character is. Mm. You know, like when you I kind of I sorry go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say you know when when the Doom guy when he you know wakes up and smacks that computer terminal and when he uh, you know gets an upgrade thing and then he just you know slaps the upgrade robot to the side you kind of expect that of him if you played the original games i appreciate that he's kind of a a a counterweight to bj blaskovich in the new order um because the new order is all about taking this guy who you have classically associated with like just death and destruction and like video game protagonist killing and like making him an actual tragic character um which and they do it really well um and then this game takes the opposite approach which is well we are going to show you that it's still okay to have fun just killing things in video games these days so Mm. they're kind of two examples of i won't say competing design philosophies but um, very different design philosophies, and they're, I think they're both standout examples of their particular uh, thing that they're championing. Mm-hmm. If I if I was going to go uh, sort of into this with kind of gusto, I'd say. <laughs> well, don't do that. No, I, I don't want to. I actually don't want to. But I'd say that Blaskowitz in the New Order, you know, that's a character who's kind of. Uh, anti his own legend because you know the, the you think so? name BJ Blaskowitz. Yeah, because oh yeah, because he's like tired and he's knackered and he, he, he's he, at moments in that game he feels like he's only doing this because he's got nothing else to do and he doesn't really want to do it. You know, his sort of repeat fantasy is him having a barbecue with his wife and kids. You know, he he wants out. Uh, whereas Doom Guy jumps right off his. Uh, coffin in this game at the beginning and just grabs a gun and smashes heads and you know sort of almost seems to be unable to wait to get back into it um, well we should so I think that yeah uh, I was just going to say we should return to this when we inevitably do an episode on the new order because uh-huh. I, I think there's a lot you can say about how uh, how machine games characterize BJ Blazkowicz compared to the original game you know kind of as a reaction to that to that game because mm. um, I'd, I'd probably disagree with you but I don't want to derail this and end up talking about the new order for a long time yeah sure um, so yeah let's try and sort of bring it around because I, I'm, I'm so interested I think in this um, you know where does where does doom fit in you know the, the kind of current history the, the contemporary history of triple-a shooters you know what what I'm gonna throw to Patrick first, actually, if you were to try and define or, or just give a few sort of adjectives about the current standard of the first-person shooters, you know, what do you expect? What what goes through your head when you hear AAA big-budget shooter? Safe. Mm-hmm. Um, both because... Well, mainly, I guess, because with games like Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto costing literally $100 million-plus to make... Um, it's just a it's it's a reality of of the business that you, dev, developers aren't going to take chances and everyone wants to court as broad an audience as possible so they introduce things that are designed to kind of appeal to everyone even though they might not be in the best interest of, of the game um, and there's also of course the uh, 
the desire to stuff your game with as much hashtag content as you possibly can, which is why we get games like Assassin's Creed that are essentially grocery lists that are 30 hours long. Um, so I, th- I think that, I mean, status quo is a word that comes to mind when I, when I think of modern shooters, which is really interesting because they used to be the sort of outlier of video games. Um, they were kind of like the, they were the games that wore the leather jacket that like you were kind of bad for playing. Um, and now it's just sort of like, they're most people's entry point into games. Mm. Do you think that that Doom 2016 is is safe? Do you think that it was a safe bet? Do you think that they were brave to do a game like this? Because presumably it has the same, you know, a comparable budget. Oh, sure, yeah. Like um, I think it it does definitely appeal to some modern ideas. Um, there's the uh, the whole collectibles thing, which I keep alluding to because it hurts me to talk about. Um, now you should but... talk about this. I'm curious what you're... Oh, I hate it. It's yeah? awful. It didn't bother yeah, me much. Too. It bothered me because I ended up spending so much time wandering around with the fucking mini-map open trying to find these bobbleheads. Oh, well, that's and it's, yeah, that's on you. It's so just... con. It's so contrary to the the flow of the game, and I was like, "Wait a minute! I don't actually need to collect these things. They don't give me anything." Yeah, you just gotta I'm realize. I'm just gonna that. go back to. I'm just gonna go back to killing things. Yeah. But again, like that's that was a conscious decision. They could have like, you know, collect all the bobbleheads and you get like a super BFG or whatever. But instead, they're just like, "You can do this if you want because we know that you're conditioned to hunt around for collectibles." But really, like the game is about killing things, and we would prefer you just did that. Mm. I thought that was kind of a. But- decent concession to like the secrets in the old games um they still have game, the the secret this game has secrets as well yeah uh yeah that's true i guess i kind of thought kind of conflate the two of them um yeah but yeah i i mean i've it's hard for me to say because i've never felt the need to try to get everything in a game mm-hmm. um I'm, Same. I'm just not wired that way thank god otherwise i would mm. you know never see the sun um mm. and so i i have an easy time once i find out it's not going to help me i have an easy time just saying well if i find one great if not whatever mm-hmm. um but but how about this question of is is doom a safe bet if you're a publisher if you're a developer and you're making you know this is your biggest spend of the year was doom 2006 a safe bet only by I think, I, think, I, th- I think so. Um, I don't think there's anything egregiously experimental about it. I think there's enough of a of a well known base there that people can see and say, "All right, I see what you're going for here." Um, yeah. I like. I don't. I don't know. I I don't think commercially this game ever really had a chance to fail. Um, I mean, critically, the whole other story. It could have gone very differently. Um, that it didn't, I think, is is a happy coincidence but still from a quote-unquote investor's perspective i don't think this game was ever really in jeopardy of not doing what they wanted it to do yeah i mean i i think of it in terms of um when i think of like a a a band that's achieved a ton of success um you're gonna listen to their new album you know radiohead put out a new album a week or two ago and you're gonna listen to it because it's Radiohead, and if you have, you know, any affection for them, which a lot of people do, 
you're going to at least be curious enough to give them the goodwill of listening to their album all the way through. Um, and so they can either try to sell a ton and whatever, I'm just using Radiohead as a placeholder. Don't, you know, I, I don't care what you think of Radiohead. I really don't, Ed. <laughs> um, but, but they could try to make sort of a safe, uh, they could, they can make a Coldplay album and let the snake eat its tail and try to, you know, be even more successful or they can just sort of do what they want to do and know that they have the comfort of people willing to give them a shot because of the name uh, that's going to be on their album. And I think of something like Doom in the same way where it's going to sell a certain amount, but there must be a temptation to say, you know, sort of Doom 3 seems like it was trying to be broad. You know, it, it wanted to mm. say, if you, yeah, if you didn't play the old Doom, don't worry about it. You know, like this is, this is a new kind of game. Uh, it'll appeal to you. And I think this game could have been, you know, it could have been sort of safer. Uh, it could have been broader. So it's weird because it's safe in the sense of it's a Doom game, but they also, I think, took a chance by making something that isn't like a lot of other games right now. I guess I will turn that question around and say, what were they to make concessions and try and broaden the scope of this game, what do you think that would have looked like? Uh... Hmm. Half-Life 2. Yeah, I mean, Doom Maybe. 3 was essentially Half-Life 2. Yeah, Doom 3 had, had a lot of sort of... Yeah, or, was... or rather, Doom 3 was it was like wearing Half-Life 2 pajamas. It yeah, wanted exactly. It wanted real bad to be it, but it couldn't do it. I, I think you... And it wouldn't even necessarily be a bad game, but you could do something in kind of the uh, almost kind of Naughty Dog sense of, of lots of character and you know, really delve into the atmosphere of, of the game and, you know, try to make it scary, which, you know, Doom 3 tried to do. I, I think mm. they really could have tried to lean into, like, a foreboding atmosphere and, and trying to give you a cast of characters that you care about and and so forth if they wanted it to be... Or, or I think that they could have gone down the sort of slapstick route and made it into a, you know, almost like a sort of comedy game. Oh, you know, at least a sort of hell yeah, come get some kind of Duke Nukem Forever type thing. Rip and tear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, this is what I find interesting is because Doom is very different from the sort of, uh, you know, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Halo train of first person shooters that we've been riding now for so long and yet it does feel like it was it was never ever going to fail it was never going to sort of um you know to, to bomb or whatever um so i'm just interested as to you know what does that indicate does that indicate that a franchise with the sort of legacy and the name and the reputation of doom you know that word kind of rings out throughout video games and, and has done for a long time does it just mean that that Franchise is kind of impervious to failure, or does it mean that there's a legitimate attitude and a legitimate um, hunger for different shooters now? I would I definitely say that Doom is, I think we all know, or many of us know that Doom is at least capable of failure, and I think we kind of caught a glimpse of that with Doom 3. And yeah. Doom 3 came out, and it was technically gorgeous and very pretty, and great to look at and it did do a lot of interesting things but 
people were like, eh, I, I guess. Like, and then we were just sort of like, all right, well, that's that's Doom. And conversation and mention of Doom just sort of receded to kind of historical discussion or assholes like us talking about them on podcasts. Um, so I don't think it's a given that, that Doom was always going to be around. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly how to how to think about that. I, I think there there's always a desire for novelty, um, but you don't necessarily know how things are going to hit until they're out and how people take to them. You know, uh, something like Doom is it's a lot like you know I think in games the name Doom carries a lot more sway than Mad Max does in film, but. Same, same idea of, hey, let's make something like we used to make it, you know, 30 years mm. ago or 20 years ago, and just kind of show you that we can still do this kind of formula, um, and, and just kind of amp it up and, and rethink kind of things that didn't used to work, and um, my brain's falling apart, I can't remember exactly what I was trying to say. Well, I think that what you're driving at uh, is that... You know, some franchises are so big that they can just kind of get away with it. Um, Call of Duty is a great example of that. I mean, that that is a what they've been getting away with is you know minor or incremental change every year for ten years uh, and incredible sales regardless. I mean, I, I adore Black Ops Three. I thought that was a terrific game, but um, aside from that, they've all been quite you know similar, whatever. What they've been getting away with is is a product rather than a game. Um, but there are some franchises that, although they have a big name, they can't just do whatever they want and still be successful. And perhaps Doom is one of those nowadays because it's been a long time since Doom Three, and Doom Three wasn't exactly a beloved game. Uh, and yet, this one's very very different, and yet it seems like it's a hit. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, what what does that indicate? If anything, is it just like a lucky bounce? I don't know. Yeah, because you end up painting yourself into a corner if you kind of take the Call of Duty approach, where, or Assassin's Creed, or you know, lots of these games where you say every year here's a new, you know, just kind of an updated version of what you were playing last year. You know, you like it. Mm. Here's some more. Um, but that that's something that Doom never did, and Patrick, you pointed that out in your review. Mm-hmm. They have I, the, I, I, they I have think the that... opportunity. That's that's one of the things that might be worth pointing out is I don't think Doom is is intending for itself to to go on and keep iterating. Like I don't mm. think they they view this as the the first step toward you know the the new era of yearly Doom games. I think mm. they were just taking this as an opportunity to make this game. Mm. And I yeah. think when you when the stakes are are not quite so high when you don't have you know the potential future of a studio in its next five games resting on how this one performs, um, that pressure is removed. That's actually so a really good point, too, about the idea that, you know, this internal id studio uh, theoretically doesn't have to keep pumping out Doom games to survive. They've been around for, mm-hmm. you know, as far as we know, for a few years working on this. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're not, you know, necessarily needing to to keep the keep the wheels turning it's not their only reason for existence is making doom games i think that perhaps the difference between doom 
2016 as like a big franchise entry as opposed to COD 2016, which I think is going to... What was it going to be again? Infinity or something? Call of Duty Infinity? Space. Or, yeah, anyway. Space guns. The, the, difference between, the difference between these games is that Doom feels like it's being made because they genuinely had something that they wanted to make rather than they had to. Um, you know, I mean, it's been, what, 10 years more since Doom 3? Yeah, 2004, I think that was. Okay, so yeah, it, it feels to me like this is the game that's sort of coming from a genuine sort of ambition of, you know, we've got ideas and we want to sort of put them down. Um, well, I suppose like obligation. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's some pressure. Uh, you know, it isn't independent anymore. It's owned by Bethesda. I'm sure there's some yeah. some pressure that, like, hey, you guys, like, you're, you should make a Doom game. Oh, mm. sure. Like, this definitely wasn't made in a vacuum. Um, That's true. But I don't know. I I obviously I can't speak to it because I I wasn't at any of the board meetings. Well, yeah. Um, but it gives off at least the impression that it's not trying to build its reputation solely on this one game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the overarching question, uh, and it's it's a speculative one, and it's it's kind of it's the kind of question that sparks some awful think piece editorial um, but is the style of first person shooter to which we've become accustomed dying off now do you think that things are kind of on the change hmm. I don't think it's dying off I think what's happening is um, new or different ideas are starting to kind of poke their head out through the undergrowth for the first time in about 10 years hmm um, I mean, there's always going to be Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed, and like just like we've had Madden games for 30 years, we're always going to have those games. They're never going to go away. They're just they're monolithic at this point. Um, but I think games like Doom are now starting to show other people, hey, like we have options. Yeah, it's so that's a, that's a depressing thought. Sorry. I never looked at it that way. That that games like Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed can become as sports franchises. But that's true. Well, they they have been. Yeah. You know, I I I don't have some enormous hatred for those games. I I just think they're they're kind of boring, and right. And it feels like they miss a lot of opportunities. Is what you feel mm. like when you play those games. You can always see, you know, really interesting ideas that. It feels like they didn't follow up on, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, it's it's weird to think about. Well, is the kind of shooter that we play now going away? And I don't think it will. But like Jesus, I'm not an analyst. Um, I think mm. I think the the impact of of games from the last few years. Like, uh, I think this game will have an impact on on showing that this kind of thing could be viable if it sells well but I think also things like um, games like The Last of Us and and uh, the Uncharted games I think those are going to have a way bigger impact on on kind of what we think a shooter can be uh, yeah. in years going forward I think we're going to see sort of the influence of the you know the exploration game that people call walking simulators shit like that um, I think the idea of building mood and just kind of exploring character is going to seep more into 
a shooting game because we've seen now often enough that in the mainstream you can succeed in doing that so that's what I'd hope you know I, I never want to lose I love war shooters I love violent shooters I love uh, particularly games about you know real life war and I never want to see them go away uh, simply to sort of just open the doors a little bit and let some sort of fresh air in mm-hmm. um, and that's what I kind of hope from something like Doom I think is that it, it perhaps sort of signals that you know you can still have collectibles and lots of enemies and all this violence and shooting and you know ostensibly be comprised of fairly rudimentary shooting game mechanics and yet still feel incredibly fresh just because of a few small little decisions here and there you know I don't think that we need to kind of pull the whole temple down on our heads and say you know shooters are fucked and there needs to be a whole new generation I just think that the, the, the thinking needs to change just that just that small amount well it's like anything isn't it that when you like I, I like those Call of Duty games I'll still I mean some of them are pretty bad but uh, the the kind of formula is still can be pretty good when you have a break from it um, you know the yeah. sort of tightly paced lots of crazy visuals and tons of different scenarios and this kind of Tom Clancy style political thriller war thriller I, I think there's a place for that but it needs to be a genre rather than uh, this is what shooters are you know it, sh- mm. it should be sort of well this is the war shooter you know or like it's a style of yeah, play you... rather than everything and you mm. had actually mentioned Reed when we were talking about Bulletstorm like it's like games like that are fine and they can be enjoyable but like we that shouldn't be every game. That's when it becomes a problem. Well, nothing should be every game, right? Because then you exactly. drive yourself crazy. Like, I use this over and over again, but I feel like sometimes, like, when we... We, I mean a lot of people who think similarly, when you say something like... I don't know. When you say something like Gone Home is, is fantastic, uh, you're not trying to... And, and that Call of Duty, you know, Black Ops 2 is not so good you're not condemning an entire style or praising an entire style of game you're just right. praising or you're praising novelty and condemning boredom you're saying enough of the same thing over and over let's let these things live side by side so we can all be entertained and you know mm. so on it's like if every movie was an action movie I love action movies but if every movie was an action movie I'd get fucking sick of movies that's it. I think it's it's the ubiquity and the sort of uniform nature at the minute of every 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 big budget game, almost regardless of genre, seems to have so much in common now. Collectibles, yeah, there exploration. are there are elements that are that that span genres. Yeah, and they and they feel just homogenous at the moment. Um, well, that's the more worrying thing, isn't it? The elements that have to be in every game. It seems like mm-hmm. that is what worries me more than anything. I think yeah. so. You have to have these meters to fill, and you have to have, you know, these progression systems, and yeah. I think Doom Doom doesn't necessarily do away with those things, though. It still has collectibles. It still no, has upgrades. It, it, it still it has... figures out a way to make them coexist with actual game design. Mm. actual game design yeah it is yeah like they're all 
I feel like they're useful, except for kind of those bobbleheads. I do worry, though, about what you encourage when you put all that stuff into a game. Because, like when we were saying before, like I have the luxury of not feeling compelled to chase all this shit down. But some people will feel like they have to in order to get the most mm. out of a game. Because it's in the design, it's fair that someone might feel like they should finish all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what where my head was going when you're saying that this is so ubiquitous all these all these systems mm. and and what they encourage um i think that largely that to make people feel as if they've got value for money yeah you know i mean we, yeah. we talk as people who i imagine quite often get their games for free to review um, so maybe we don't quite feel the pinch when you spend, you know, fifty pounds over here or whatever it is in America, it's like sixty dollars or something. Um, I can imagine quite honestly, if you're buying, you know, maybe two, three, perhaps four games a year, you you want to feel as if you're getting from them some mileage. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think that the uh, the way that we measure sort of value for money is is bent out of shape. Um, you know, it's, it's quantity over quality, which I think is wrong. Um, well, we're still dealing with the hangover of. Well, I mean, not the hangover of it's still, you know, lots of the industry is still drunk on it. The uh, like product review, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That if I'm gonna buy this this toaster, it better have lots of settings that maybe I don't even need, but I want them to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that that's what. If we're talking about what needs to go away, then I think that that's the sort of number one thing. This just um, prioritization of of content and amount being most important, um, which is why I don't know. Is, is Doom doing that? Because I mean, it seemed like quite brisk to me. I mean, it has got like upgrades and all this kind of shit, but. They're not intrusive. It's not like a game where it's it's fascinated with like leveling you up and whatever. Um, even in the multiplayer, I don't know. Maybe I'm just rambling at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, no, I, 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 I agree with I, you. Normally, when you see like, for example, weapon upgrades in a game, that's kind of put in there as a meat gate. Kind of like you need to do that because yeah. the game's difficulty is unbalanced in the later stages so as to require you to do that they're kind of like holding your eyelids open and forcing you to look at this thing that they made so that's what I thought was going to happen with this game but I was pleasantly surprised to find out that like you can quote upgrade your guns but like you don't they don't have stats it's not like you can deal more damage or take less damage mm-hmm. they just so it's you you can ignore it and you can just use everything as is and you won't be putting yourself at a disadvantage you just won't be seeing these new things yeah, and it really throws the upgrade points at you as well. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's not like you have to work for hours to get your next weapon upgrade. Like, it's a huge achievement that you're supposed to be proud of. It's just you finish a gunfight and it says weapon upgrade token unlocked. And you just go in the menu and do it. Um, yeah, so it's like a sort of aspirational thing. I've got the best gun. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is, feel like is kind of like unlocking more options by playing more deeply you know investing yourself more into it rather than i don't know rather than hunting for things like i'm thinking of those kind of trial 
those stones you find yeah. where you have to do a challenge. Um, and some of those challenges, or a bunch of them I did, just because I thought they were interesting. Um, and then you get a little something out of it, as if to say, hey, you've, you know, you've shown that you're interested in playing, you know, a very difficult or constrained version of, of these systems. Here's another little wrinkle for you to enjoy, because obviously you're interested. Mm. Mm. Maybe that's too generous, though. No, 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 but I think that you're onto something there, because it, it, it did feel very different to me compared to something like Far Cry, where... The, the the weapon permutations and the unlocked weapons as opposed to you know yeah here, here's another kind of way that you could perhaps approach the game that the unlocks in those games feel like the goal you know yeah you're, yes because they are the goal they yeah, absolutely are the goal you're you're playing to unlock a new costume and a new gun and i mean they, necessi- they literally give you percentage of completion exactly exactly and i think that that's the that's when it gets ugly because the motivation there is not the motivation there is put hours into this game so you can collect all of this useless virtual junk the motivation in Doom is you dedicate yourself to this thing so that you can have a fuller experience of playing the game you don't you know yeah the the prizes aren't the prizes in of themselves it's using the prizes that matters Whereas I think in a lot of games, just the act of collecting is what's prioritized. I think, and this I, this sort of dovetails with that, um, Far Cry 3 and 4 um, have similar kind of fixtures. They have challenges or whatever, but the, that those games are already kind of a patchwork. Mm. Um, they're just various elements stitched together. Like here's the driving part, and here's the part where you, I don't know, buy shit and uh, free islanders and whatnot. I don't know. Like it's it, there. There are player interactions. Like i.e., you shoot things and there are guns and there are you know buttons you push to do things. But there isn't really any one thing that the game is centered around. It doesn't really have a thesis mm. um, like mm. Doom does. Mm. Doom is Doom is just like you run, you kill, and everything that we're gonna throw at you is varying degrees of that yeah no that's a good point because it's yeah it's when the game itself knows what it's doing then you can i think explore ways to give the player more ways to continue doing that but when you have something like a far cry where it's like you said like a patchwork then you're you're never going to make it feel like trying to get upgrades as part of a cohesive whole it's just Engaging mm. with different, you know, chunks of this giant stew. Absolutely, that's gross. That in, right. in, in a lot of ways, those games are almost kind of like Candy Crush or Angry Birds, in that you play them for a set period of time, and you perform rote actions essentially to distract yourself. Yeah, to pass the time, right? Yeah, they could be more than that, though. But oh, they absolutely can. Yeah, but they're not. I think that that's it. I think that that's the handle. Um, the things that you unlock in Doom feed back into the, the central actions of Doom, whereas these other games, by virtue of having no central action, uh, the things you collect only sort of mean anything in isolation. Um, you've got the gold gun. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think there's there's 
a lot about Doom that is very sort of typical of games, but in 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 practice when you're playing it, it feels very atypical. You know, in every single shooting game, you shoot loads and loads and loads of enemies, but here it feels different to shooting loads and loads of enemies elsewhere. Um, you collect things, but it feels different to collecting things in other games. Yeah, I think that's a... I think that's important because, like Doom, like Doom in 1993, um, was aped very frequently. But yet, despite games that also had shotguns and blood and whatnot, no game could ever really. It, it's like Coke; like you have all the ingredients, but you don't know the secret formula. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game exists to kind of remind us that yeah, you can have all of the ingredients, but if you don't have the secret formula, you're still not going to quite get there. Mm. But what is that secret formula? I don't know. I can't tell you what it is about Doom that or or what combination of things make it so compelling and so interesting. I honestly don't know. But then again, this I don't is, work I don't work for Coke, so. But th- th- this is this is the big thing that has eluded me. I mean, I, I've written about Doom. I've talked about Doom. I've read a lot about Doom, but I always feel like there's there's a certain je ne sais quoi that is not being sort of put into words. Yeah, I wonder if the problem is that it's different for different people, and that it's a it's partially a happy accident that the original Doom appeals on to different people's fascination for different things. Because, like, when we were talking about, you know, 1993 Doom in the last episode, and, you know, I'm saying I like the atmosphere a lot, you know, and Ed's saying he's getting something else from it, and Patrick is getting something else from it. I don't know if maybe that's the... Because, like, when I try to think of what exactly makes this Doom great, and what makes the original Doom great, a lot of it is, you know, just the kind of Halloween story evil. Um... Mm. imagery and, and the kind of corniness but it's also kind of like you know the ripping <laughs> fucking guitars and like just yeah. just the attitude of the whole thing um mm. but someone else you know might not care at all about the things like if the, in this game if you didn't go to hell i would have been like that's, that's kind of mm. shitty you know mm. um but someone else might not care because they're just looking for you know the the act of dodging the projectiles and from the enemies and shooting them back at them, and so I don't know if they're if the kind of the secret sauce is is different for everyone mm. to 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 different degrees, you know. It is. It's just, it seems like they, I actually quite struggled to write my review of Doom because I just what I wanted to write above all was just just play it. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. something about it. There's something about this game that sort of just belies words, belies articulation. Um, you just you just got to see it. It's like trying to describe, you know, a, a vista. It's better that you just look at it. Well, and that's a good problem to have for, because I I had a bit of trouble too trying to think of how you review this game, and I think you had mm. to, for me at least, I thought you have to try to communicate what it feels like, to a mm. certain degree, because it's it's a great problem to have when you're writing because a lot of, you know, a lot of these games, you, you feel like you have to talk about the elephant in the room with with certain things that they're doing and with doom it's just such an interesting game and there are a lot of different facets to uh, why it's interesting that i think you can take lots of different approaches perhaps what's different 
is there are so many games, so many shooters where you, it feels quite easy to put them into words because they are design-like products, so you can quite dispassionately list, you know, itemize what they're doing and etc. And this is a game that doesn't feel like that. This is a game that sort of, um, you know, it, it it doesn't make sense in in words. Whereas I think a lot of games are designed to make very easy sense in words, uh, to be pitched very simply and to you know be read and understood by people who perhaps have a lot of money but don't understand games and are, are only interested in them in terms of you know units sold etc. Uh, and this game doesn't feel like one of those. It doesn't feel like a game that can be easily sort of verbalised. And I think that that is, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go right off the deep end here. Uh, I think that that's something that is fundamental to to art is that it can't be verbalised. It has to just be imbibed. And Ed, I'm glad you said it because I that was peeking <clears throat> over the horizon when you were saying. Yeah, because it's true yeah, when you write when you write a review or an article about a, a book or an album uh, or a film. In a lot of cases, you have to grapple with with what you felt. And mm. I feel like a lot of games, unfortunately, it's it's only it's the minority of games that make you feel something. E- even yeah. if that feeling is as you know fucking juvenile as you know it got my blood pumping to rip a demon in half, that's still a feeling. Like a lot of games, it's just mm. you're just kind of dispassionately moving through. Mm. Or intellectualizing. You know, I think there's a lot of games where you're sort of thinking about what you're doing, but not not feeling as much. Right. Um, yeah. And that that goes for those sort of commentary games as well, where I'm kind of playing them and thinking, yeah, I can, I understand what's going on here, but I'm, it's not reaching me on any sort of you know purely spontaneous level. Whereas Doom is absolutely all of that, and so yeah, it's the rare example of a game that that doesn't sort of fit product description. So as we've um, concluded now, Doom is art. Well, I think we I think we knew that already. Doom 2016 <laughs> specifically. Is our is our it's this is see you're being you're being facetious but I absolutely agree no with no no, oh, I, no, no, no I, I, I'm just I'm, being an asshole but but yeah no I I think so too I think so too uh, I think it's uh, in this stupid stupid dichotomous <laughs> argument of our games art my my answer actually is, is usually no because I think that they're they're largely <laughs> too shit to be art. no let's not have this um, conversation though because I disagree and then. <laughs> But Doom definitely, Doom definitely, uh, and Doom, and Doom 2016, as much it's it's as much art, if not more art, than the original Doom. Can we do like a speed round right now, where I ask you if two things are or are not art, and you answer? Let's do it. Let's let's finish like that. Patrick, let's go back and forth though. I'll do one, then you do one, okay? All right. So what are we doing? Uh, Film it. Refresh. We name two things, and then. Ed has to say if they're art or not. <laughs> so two things each? Yeah, so like, first case, I'll say Ed, Doom, the Mona Lisa. And you say, <laughs> right, okay. you know, so in that case you would say, obviously art, not art, because the Mona Lisa is yeah. not art, whereas Doom 2016 yeah. is art. Sure. Um, Earthworm Jim... Big Brother American Edition. Uh, both art. Patrick, do you see the game? Um, I do, yeah. Um, Spec Ops The Line, 
and Tiger Beat. I don't know what Tiger Beat is. <laughs> Tiger Beat's a fucking deep pull. It's it's a teen magazine. All oh, right, okay. Well, Spec Ops: The Line is definitely art. I think we we all know that. Right. Uh, that's that is it's not only art; it's important searing works of art. Tiger Beat, even though I've never heard of it, I've never read it. I, I think that that's art. Okay, okay, okay. I got I got like one or two more, maybe. Uh, Go on. Uh, By the way, this is this is immutable. Like that. Once I've decided this doesn't... No, I know. Oh, yeah, no, you, you are the final word. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm taking notes so that we can edit the Wikipedia page on art after. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so Good. we can For update sure. the list. Um, uh, okay, okay. Uh, Michael Jackson dangling his baby off that balcony. That that Art, definitely. That is art, without a doubt, yeah. Okay, well, that I'm referring specifically to that picture. Okay, so you fucked that one up for me. Um, uh, a, a dead raccoon on the side of the highway, just as you see it out of your car going 120 kilometers an hour, or yeah. and the Beatles number nine. All art, uh, and if you combine the three of them, then you'd have what we call mega art. <laughs> so whoa, if, I know. Can't I know if if the Beatles dangled a dead raccoon out of a hotel window oh. while saying num- while saying number nine number nine number nine over and over again then that would be an example of mega art and it'd have to go in the mega louvre and then what would you dub it if in the background ringo was playing doom 2016 on his playstation 4 entertainment well, system well then 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 it would be that that's a, a, a level of art which hasn't been reached yet i mean they're they're trying they're working at it now in the Large Hadron Collider. Art that can only exist as a conceptual idea. Yeah, exactly. So what they're doing is they're they're colliding Prince's Batman soundtrack <laughs> with <laughs> with a, a table a tabletop book of Monet to see that if they collide it at, at high enough speeds it will become what with a, a super giant art. Um but we're we're not sure yet. We're still working on that one. We are the best at what we do. <laughs> at art, that's right. This is art criticism, and yeah, you didn't ask, you didn't ask me whether this podcast is art. Is this well? That that's that's a tautology. <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> that... Right. So I think we've waffled to the end of this podcast now. Um, I, I really like Doom 2016. Yeah. I thought it was really, I thought it was real good. Yeah, I do too. Um, let's go around the room quickly, and all I, all I want, I don't want any other comments. All I want is the name of your favorite weapon from this game. Read. Original all-purpose shotgun. Patrick. Super shotgun. And I'm the same. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that decided then as well. Good. We've, we've wrapped up a lot of things here today. Yeah. You know, we've, we've, we've come up with a lot of answers, I'm glad. Two out of three, my um, new weapon is the super shotgun, because this is a democracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've got to change now. Um, yeah, so all in all, Doom, Doom 2016 is it's a, it's a great product. Um, <laughs> 54 seconds till first gun. And uh, that's also yeah, uh, immutable. So, where can we find you on the internet, Reed? At Reed McCarter on Twitter. 
Patrick. I'm at Han Freaking Solo on Twitter. And I'm at Most Sincerely Ed, and we'll be there talking about <laughs> talking about art. <laughs> That's right. Uh, talking about art and games because they're two different things, and uh, sharing our various articles, what we write, the money articles. Uh, nice. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> nice. That that pun was art. Yeah, think about that. Jesus. Wow. Uh, upcoming episodes, we're going to be looking at Mirror's Edge in the near future. We're probably going to be looking at 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. We've been threatening that one for a few weeks now. That's right. Um, yeah. I there so was we, talk of Daikatana happening? There is talk of Daikatana. Daikatana is on the slate. Half-Life 2 um, is on there somewhere. Half-Life 2 is on the slate. I would like to do Fallout 3 at some point soon. Oh, that's, that's a long um, one. Yeah, but do you have to replay it? I mean, does everyone not just remember that game pretty well? Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, and as always, if people have any of their suggestions or things that they'd like to hear us talk about and decide upon whether or not they are art, then by all means, write to us. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. This is the Bullet Points Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Bullet Points Pod. Yes? Yeah. Yes. Good. Okay. And if you go to www.bulletpointspodcast.tumblr.com, you can find all of our previous episodes. No, we on we there. we actually just have a .com now. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, we've had .com for a while. Are we just bulletpointspodcast.com? Sure. That's are, right. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. That is pimp. <laughs> that's right. As as, as, I as we say that, in England. <laughs> I think that's 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 art. I'm gonna turn art into like a, an exclamatory remark. That's so uh, art. I'm gonna stub my toe and go, that's art. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you for listening and uh yeah, we'll be back soon with another episode. Uh if you're not aware that we update these now on the fifteenth and the first of every month, so you can always check back in and get the new episode then and there. Thank you again. Goodbye.